you would travel to go to a spot to skate an obstacle. You wouldn't like bring the the obstacle to your spot. So I think that that also is sort of interesting, but it's like the complete opposite of like the pilgrimage. It's like the, it's the, what is it, what's it, you know, it's like a souvenir that you bring home with you. Yeah. A little piece of Orange County. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's up skaters welcome back to another fantastic episode of vent city with us we have returning champion ted barrow and sci-fi fantasy professional skateboarder skate park designer yeah i'm giving myself that title now (laughs) city council member hopeful thank you future philanthro capitalist (laughs) ryan lay yeah, it's great to see you guys. Yeah, it's good to see you guys too. Let's just start with. How some... was every trip to Sweden? Ted, Ted Smith, you go first. <laughs> oh, it's awesome! It was beautiful. Um, skated some mini ramps, connected with some old friends. But uh, no, for real, Ted. Yeah, you are back, and you you have been uh, you you survived midsummer again. Yeah, I did. I didn't end up in the bear suit in the in the <laughs> funny funny house. Um, Sweden was cool. I missed you guys because last time I was in Sweden, I would my I had two very distinct experiences, which was <laughs> one Ryan explaining to me that the copious brunch was the product of like a a good socialist Scandinavian country, you know, because I was just like blown away by all the excellent free food that we we're having, and and Ryan was like, well, yeah, like this is socialism. And then <laughs> the other distinct experience was not sleeping at all because I've shared a room with, with Ted Schmitz. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. And I was like overwhelmed with emotion and adrenaline and dopamine and uh, jet lag. Sounds about right. Yeah. So this time I got to sleep and it was great. Did you skate Love Park, Ted? The, the DIY no. park that David Jakinda always skates? No, I, when I went to, um, are you talking, wait. It was that the one in Malmo. It's in Stockholm. Oh no, I didn't go to Stockholm. I went to oh. Gothenburg and Malmo, which is pronounced Melmo. Melmo. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Here, did y'all know something? Um, do you know the band Roxette? No, no. She's got so. the look. No. Okay, well, n- never mind then. Y- y'all are young. They're Swedish. Um, uh, I-, I know Robin, who is like the most famous uh, Swedish pop star export, maybe. I'm in the corner, watching you kiss her. Oh. Isn't Abba Swedish? Knowing me, knowing you. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding. One half of all popular pop music is either performed or produced by a Swede. Yep. It's like yeah. one of the, aside from, aside from weapons, which is the dark side to Scandinavian <laughs> social democracy, they, they produced like every <laughs> shitty pop song that's on top 40. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like just like a kind yeah. of faceless, like Swedish, uh, and music engineers. Yeah. Polished, 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 really good. Um, 
But I realized that one of my revelations was that um, Roxette was Swedish because even though they sing in English, it's a, it's like an 80s, early 90s group. They were huge. Um, I never really thought about them, but hearing people speak English with a Swedish accent like made me th- hear the Swedishness of Roxette. Oh, yeah, uh, just yeah, yeah. As a, as a As a tangent, the the ABBA Museum in Stockholm, the piano that's there is connected to the pianist from ABBA's, or like the lead, I don't know, one of the lead musicians of ABBA, his, his living room. So when Whoa. he plays the piano in his living room, it comes through at the museum. How that's sick amazing. is that? Yeah. I thought, so I, I listen to ABBA quite a bit, but I don't know shit about them. Like I know it's like, I got, you know, two guys and two girls or whatever, but I thought, I don't know how old they are. Like I, it, did ABBA come out in like 1975 or like 1945? And I'm like, <laughs> I thought you're going to say it was connected to his skeleton. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, like Jeremy Bentham or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. so like when a player piano makes the notes go, it's like his skeleton, like he's basically discoing for all eternity. That may eventually happen. The other thing that's kind of interesting about Sweden is that um, they have this thing where they don't like to show off how wealthy they are. So like I was in this like kind of resorty lake district thingy mm-hmm. and like every house is just wooden slapboard, very simple, understated. And you could be like a millionaire or you could be like living off the land and living there year round and your house looks exactly like the other house. And your house could be 20 years old or 250 years old. And it's going to look like that. And that was really interesting. There's this like strange smug humility. Yeah. Yeah, And they all have summer homes too. There was like a, there was like a government policy to get everyone a summer home (laughs) at one point. I'm like, wow, must be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there was some, a lot of things obviously that sort of made me compare, believe it or not, like some, some things in Europe are better than the States. I don't want to. Ah, I can't imagine. Can't imagine. Can't imagine. Uh, speaking of the states, Ryan, how is California? Oh yeah, I spent a lot of time in California, staying with Jerry, um, skating skate parks, the Sci-Fi Fantasy Southern California Skate Park Tour. Yeah, um, which uh, everyone's like, "Are you guys skating street?" I'm like, "Nope, not really." <laughs> uh, it's been hot in Southern California though as well. I mean, it's, you know, it's brutally hot in Phoenix. So we've been gone most of the summer, but it's like still kind of too hot to street skate in LA too. Um, yeah. And then I spent some time up in the Sierras backpacking and that was really fun. Kind of got familiar with that, that area. Uh, haven't spent a whole lot of time there. So just got back from a long trip and trying to fucking start skating here, but it is just, it's still like 108 every day this week. So do you, do you feel like when you start to get some momentum, like, you know, you're, you're getting your skate legs back, you're doing, you're doing switch front blunt through the corner kick flip. You're doing, you're doing nolly <laughs> nose slide or nose blunt, whichever way you want to uh, cut it, nolly flip out. And then you're like, now I'm going to go walk for a month straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually have been kind of like breaking up my my months into like skate legs and then like running running slash trail legs, just because yeah. I have like some things on the like I'm crewing a race with a friend this weekend, and so I was like, well, I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna go do a bunch of shit that's gonna like destroy my legs and probably kill my skate legs for like a few few weeks. But 
How uh, long, do you mind if I ask how long it takes to kind of recover from long bouts of running versus skating? I mean, what sort of, it, I've always, I've always been curious, like, cause you're someone who's been prone to like high impact style injury in skateboarding. So how do you mm-hmm. sort of do the pre- preparation for your massive psychotic running things that you do <laughs> that I really uh, admire? Yeah, no, I think that, um, I mean, I run on a regular basis, like usually like three to five miles, like no more than 10 if I do go like for a trail run. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing with running is that it just, it does kill your fast twitch muscles. And it also kind of like can kill your explosive, uh, whatever you want to call it, like your pop basically. Um, yeah. so like if you, if you run like really consistently, like you just will have a lower vertical leap. And I imagine that would translate to skating. But, uh, for me, you know, this stuff, I don't know. I like, I have been kind of like pushing myself with running and trail stuff a little more, but even with this, you know, like I just did like 115 miles in a few days and, and there's a lot of elevation as well, but I feel like probably no longer than a week. I felt like I was like borderline injured and yeah. I was like, Ooh, this is going to be a brutal, this is going to be a brutal recovery. But now just a few days out, I skated yesterday and my feet are a little swollen. But aside from that, um, I just have that kind of general, like my legs feel like lugs, you know, that's the, they just feel heavy. Yeah. And so that, that is the thing that takes at least like a week to go away. Um, you know, before you feel really limber because I feel like with skating, you really got to feel um, like you have that connection to your board and that you have the explosive, explosive energy, you know, or explosive yeah. pop. It's really, it's funny uh, thinking back because now we've been doing this podcast in one form or another for like, what, four years, three years, a three. It shocked three. me. Okay. Yeah. Three, but like a massive three years. Like, and I, I, <laughs> Something I remember happened. at the beginning we were talking about like sort of disparagingly about skaters who like develop another hobby, like riding a bike or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that, something that it's is like so long engaging that we and activate, yeah, it activates a different part of your brain, but like is also physically taxing and kind of pull opens up this other world. And, and Ryan, dude, <laughs> Like, yeah, what yeah. you're doing? Yeah, the show has lived long enough to see itself become a villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've never felt like more of a jock in my life than I do right now. Fuck um, but like, but it's been good. It's, it's been like good you listening me. to Skrillex. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes really? with those like GoPro type film things, I'm like, I wonder what music is playing. Dude, you walked 150 miles. Dude, this is going to be so fucking sick. That's like 40 miles further from New York to Philadelphia. See what oh, I did what? there? What a segue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that the, that's the hot topic this week. I, I've been gone. I don't even idiot. know what's going on. Yeah, so while you were, in the, in. While you were in the Sierras... Uh, a, a group of ruffians uh, pulled a heist at the T you call it the TF, right, Ted? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, you know, Ave bestowed upon us this great gift at the TF, my local, I've been there once. And mm-hmm. yeah, like Harry and the, and like the Philly, like a bunch of kids from the Philly scene got a fucking U-Haul or big ass truck. And they came up, took the Ave bench, which is like, you know, whatever, notoriously not easy to move, took it down to Philly, put it in Muni, 
I don't know if they moved it, but somebody moved it from Muni to Cecil. And then now, as of today, it, it has been moved. There was video with a, with a forklift moving it somewhere in the rain and then mysteriously ended up in, uh, in Richmond. And that's, that's the whole fucking thing. And nobody's interested in it at all. Not the New York Post, no. not <laughs> Vice, not Fox News, not NPR. <laughs> No, no reputable news sources at all are covering this. That's actually the um, truth. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, yeah. As I was saying that, I realized that like my my sarcastic thing was actually true. <laughs> yeah. um, it's you know what it reminds me of, or rather, let me rephrase that question. You know what part of the wire it reminds me of? In which season is like in season two when the stuvadors like steal the police surveillance van and they just throw it on a on a crate and just every different port, like a different, like longshoreman, like puts a sticker on it and takes a picture and sends it to, to the like police sergeant Valchek. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like it's, I mean, it's amazing. The first act of like the Philly skaters doing that and bringing it to Muni was fucking sick. And, and I want to talk about why it's sick. Cause I think it's really cool. And then what it's, what it's becoming, it's like a viral bench. <laughs> but it's material and it's heavy and it like it, it takes a fuck ton of effort. Like it's sort of antiviral in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like um, it's like it's not easy to do. It's not easy to share. And sharing is the weird kind of idiom about that what makes this so interesting. That that's actually a really good point because there is something that's like really admirable in the act of the of the of the stealing. Because you're like, yeah, all right, that thing is heavy as fuck. The thing that is not hard to do is to make a trash Photoshop to put the bench in a funny place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, or to like and, share the just images of it online. Yeah. Yeah. And so we are getting like a sort of push pull of like the, the actual thing that's, that's making it catch on, which is people are now doing the copycat heist, which is like sick and requires a lot of effort. But while at the same time, the, the image of the bench is kind of jumping the shark with people just being like, oh, dude, like, what if the bench was in Paris? You're like, yeah, yeah crazy, dude. Yeah, it's at La Dome. Crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other thing I really like about it is that it reignites, even if it's totally tongue in cheek, like a, a Philly, New York skateboarding beef, you know, classic, like Ricky Iola versus Ryan Hickey, uh, you know, like Zoo York versus Silver Star this type of thing like that. I, I don't even know if that even any of these people are thinking that, but for my nostalgic nineties, uh, mind, it really makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I, I, that shit's like fucking new to me. Cause like you got to put it in terms like we're talking Phoenix, Tucson. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Right. Have either well, of you skated it? Uh, no. Have you Ryan? No, I never have. It's funny. Cause I don't, I, like I remember that bench well before they even brought it to that rooftop in LA, and so for me that that bench was like the New Horizon bench. Do you remember that video? Yeah. Who was the one who's who skated who skated it first? It was like I mean Chad Tim Tim Robert yeah. Lim like those kind of yeah. guys when it right. was nestled in the. I mean Ave maybe skated it at that point too. Yeah. Um, but I feel like he even skated it a little after those guys. But. Yeah. It is a weird thing that that specific spot became 
<laughs> became iconic and like filtered through the whole Ave FA mythology, you know? Which, yeah. The, the other thing that I was going to mention is like the first thing that I thought is genius marketing campaign on the on behalf of the FA to just pay skaters $50,000 in different cities to steal the bench and move around. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like imagine the whole thing's just an op. And yeah. I'm like, that's, that's really genius. Get the it news on board. It might, I mean, it, it, it very well could be. You know, yeah. the, the other thing about it that I think is kind of interesting that's related to like where it started out. So it started out as an actual spot, but by the time it gets dragged over to that foundation in, in downtown LA, it's not, it's like, that's that ambiguous era where <laughs> I guess there weren't a lot of like street spots that you could sk- session for a long time. So it's a foundation spot with a lot of like mm-hmm. non- like, you know, they dragged a picnic table over there. They had like a bump set up and like all these different rails. And it's like, you know, that ran for a while until basically Barrow's Skatemore part made that artificiality of spots, like brought it into high relief and people were like, oh, this sucks. You that know? foundation spot was like the intersection where Deerdeck and Dill's career were at the exact same point. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like physically. Right. And it's, it's really interesting because like, you mean both on MTV? uh, Yeah. (laughs) And also just like, yeah, kind of like that's right before the upriver downriver thing in in alien workshop lore, you know, like right before, yeah, whatever. But like also Van England's part stuff that he did in that DC video was amazing on that thing. But like at the time, now looking at Dill's mosaic part, it's fine. But like at the time, it seemed like he was phoning it in with that part. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's all filmed in Barcelona and at that spot, basically. And it's all just like low impact ledge and manual lines. And like, that's great for this era of skateboarding, which is also I'm interested in is that like, why this bench, you know, like of all things, is it just a fun thing that Carter Snacks kind of hyped up and like, it's cool when Anthony Van England skates in, it's cool when you're, visiting the Tompkins and do, well, do something. I think for, for Ron Golding is the reason he, I don't think he's, just I think he's Farron. the one person who's not maybe Farron. Yeah. Sorry. I, just I, I know him and have done an interview with him and I'm still butchering his name. I'm really sorry, but he's the one who's not getting any credit for any of this. And he was the one who came up with the idea to do that video behind it, which I feel like canonized yeah. that bench. I mean, Aves Switchback Switchback Nose Nose did, yeah. but yeah, but but having the whole mythology behind it told really kind of yeah. set the stage up for the whole project, you know. Yeah, right. And and gave us such gems as Ave disrespecting Tosh Townend by calling him Tosh Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> but another thing, I mean, maybe I haven't been paying very close attention, but I haven't really seen anything done on the bench that's very impressive to me. Yeah, that's better than what Ave did, like yeah. before and after, uh-huh. and that's. That's okay. So I have this like weird, maybe y'all, y'all can help me with this. Like the, like this to me ties into the exact same thing as like Kalis doing a 360 flip over a trash can at Muni. That's like the one he did 20 years before at love. And yeah. like we just, you know, like it's rad because he's 20 years older and he's doing that. He can still do that trick. And same thing where it's like this bench, like, was an obstacle that from videos 20 years ago. And I don't know, like I'm, I'm just yeah, trying to like, we're, we're like playing out the same thing that's happening in film where we just have uh, 
Marvel movies that are getting remade uh, and at this kind of endless loop instead of producing anything new. We're just stuck yeah. in the nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, what is that? Uh, like a Mobius strip or like a temporal riptide? No, yeah, riptide I mean, takes it's like, you away. What's it's like thing? empty historicism, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, like it's postmodernism or something like where it's like the bench itself now represents something more than it actually is. Like it's it, it represents like a story and not like what people are doing. Cause you're right, Brian, like no one has done anything better than a switch backside nose one on that thing. Yeah. Or yeah. a switch front crook, fakie flip out or whatever tricks, you know, they did 20 years ago on it. That's because that bench is so fucking hard to skate. <laughs> like, really? yes, it is so tall. It does not grind particularly well. And really, no, it like, it I mean, you tall. can sit you can sit on it and it'll take you through, but it's got to be like really waxed up, you know, like mm. it's, and, uh, something I got to let you in on the East coast, man. Shit. Like shit doesn't stay waxed out here, man. Oh, yeah. Like you got yeah, it. Grimy. The, the other thing is the, the, the background of it is like, basically the, the thing that you were saying is kind of pre-skate more, but it's like, okay, the bench is at Tompkins or the bench is at fucking Cecil. Like they're kind of like, they're like permission pools. Like they're kind yeah. of skates, but they're kind of, they're not re- they're not really. Um, and there's there's did kind of s- still feel something like a little vigilante about Ave behind a grocery store with it. Like, oh, this isn't supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be doing this here. And yeah, the, yeah. the fact of the matter is they just don't make skaters like Ave anymore. It's it sounds weird, but it's like his technical proficiency is not only once in a generation, but like his generation is like once in a century. Yeah. That's oh, that's a good point. I also sort of think like to your point that um putting it in Putting it on in it like it it makes sense at Tompkins because Tompkins is a junkyard. Yeah, and, and but and like putting it at Muni is and Cecil is kind of like it's wide open and there's always some sort of obstacle that someone has brought in from somewhere else. But like it's sort of in my mind, it's inappropriate at Muni because Muni already is like a classic street plaza with its own like naturally existing obstacles that are yeah interesting enough, you know. Yeah. So wherever it goes, I hope it, I, the shittier, the better The you know, I want it to like activate a spot, not like decorate a spot. Yeah. 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 But, the, but that's none of my business. That's just my aesthetic preference. The thing that I think is like, it, it's funny because it is building like a story and a lore and, and in general, you kind of want those things as a, as a person stories, you know, n- narratives give us meaning and stuff, but the, the thing is that Ave brings up when his first bench got taken, he's like, dude, I think the maintenance guys just fucking took it. And yeah. as much as I would love that, like this thing, like ignites the global skate community. And like, we get to see it, make it to MACBA and Sans and Stalin and, you know, the Chinese Olympic <laughs> training facility. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the funniest outcome of all of this is, is that it becomes an, uh, an obstacle at the Olympics that, that like young 11 year old kids are forced to train on by their coach <laughs> to learn back 270 to 270 on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but more, more than likely because we live in an era where just like the most disappointing or the most stupid outcome is usually what mm-hmm. we get. It's either going to be, scrapped by a municipality or it's going to end up at the barracks like that's kind of what yeah, no i mean yeah i agree i don't think it's going to end well 
Like, yeah, yeah I, there's just only so much you can do. Someone, someone's going to like with good intentions in the same spirit, take it somewhere and leave it or just take it somewhere where they had not anticipated that like maintenance would be on in a second. It's going to get scrapped and they're going to get blamed and they're going to feel shitty. And yeah, I, the other side of it that I think is like interesting is that, um, this is the opposite of what people would do in the past with skateboarding, which is like you would travel to go to a spot to skate an obstacle. You wouldn't like bring the, the obstacle to your spot. So I think that that also is sort of interesting, but it's like the complete opposite of like the pilgrimage. It's like the, it's the, what is it, what's it, you know, it's like a souvenir that you bring home with you. Yeah. yeah. A little piece of orange County. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a yeah, Santa is Ana piece of steel. <laughs> It's yeah. from like the most boring. Of all the places in the country you could come from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the most. Oh my God. That's really funny. Yeah, it is. It is sort of funny though that it, that it also symbolizes or signifies the, the age past progression as well, because it's like, yeah, it's, it's weird. People are not only bringing it to them, but they're also just like, they're not trying to do some better shit on it or they're not yeah. trying to they're not even trying to do like homage shit. Cause all that stuff's too hard too. They're just like, I don't know. I just want to see what it would look like over here. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is a, I think says something about the moment we're at in skateboarding right now, you know? Yeah. yeah. No one would dare fucking switch backside nose blunt Not just because like, that's a terrifying trick, but also because that's what that bench is known for. Yeah. So what are the ethics of like, ABDs on an obstacle that reappears in all these other places. What does that mean now? Um, I bet Beachy would have an art. It's a shame he's not here. He would definitely have like a, he would know. Hey Siri, call Kyle Beachy. Calling Kyle Beachy. Home. Let's hear it. Kyle, before you say anything, I need to tell you something. You are currently being recorded. Oh fuck, that's legal. It's it's legal if I tell you. Right, I guess. I guess so. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's fucking go. Kyle, is the bench good? Is the bench bad? Is the bench moving? Just give me some quick bits about the bench. Oh fuck, man. You know I've already been interviewed today about the bench. <laughs> what I I said in the show that you don't talk to journalists. Why are you ta- why are you saying to them? <laughs> Wait, wait, why don't I talk to wait? I don't talk to journalists, or one does you the jet one does not talk to journalists. Oh, uh, here's here's what I think about the bench, Ted. I'll tell you, um, I I'm amused by it. I'm tickled by it. I also am like at least halfway over it every time I I see it. You know, like I'm I'm definitely. Um, it just creates a really. Uh, <laughs> like eye rolly kind of amusement, you know, like, Oh God, here, we, here we go. Do you think it's because we don't have good things anymore? <laughs> <laughs> the smallest. I mean, no, I mean, what it is, is it new, it's a new sort of thing, you know, like it's a, it's something straight out of a film. It's like the garden gnome, you know, it's like, it's a familiar, <laughs> it feels familiar. It feels very familiar. Like it's a, it's a trope from cinema um, and it's been brought into the real world, but it's not even the real world because it's still like the skate 
entertainment complex, you know, like we're yeah. still watching this happen. It's like, it's like some sort of weird narrative moment has come into our purview that we normally, normally at the other end of this, like tube, we look through, we see skateboarding. Now what we're seeing is like this thing that's sort of about skateboarding. Um, but actually is this other, it's this totally other thing, which is like this intrigue and this sort of charming floating object. I don't know. I, I think it's gotten a lot cooler since we've dropped sort of military element of it. You know, like when it was initially, it was like turf war, Philly <laughs> versus New York. Like that fucking sucked. Like no one cares at all about Philly versus New York, <laughs> including Philadelphians and New Yorkers. So it's like, fuck, that sucks. So now it's like this charming kind of like traveling pants situation. And I think it's great. I, I you know, I think it's, Great. And as I said, I'm also sort of like rolling my eyes every time. I look. That's great. Look at you, you clear thinker. Well, <laughs> well, I'm only a little high is the good news. Well, then I caught you at a good moment. Thanks a lot. Bye, Kyle. Bye, Ted. There, there is a fun, there is a funny thing, uh, with the, with those Philly dudes. Um, that when the when the bench was taken, uh, I don't know if you guys saw uh, Harry Bergenfeld's video, but he's uh, just came out with a full length and um, was you know orchestrated the crew. And this brings me to a point that I'm going to say too. Uh, but he was with the crew that brought it from New York to Philly. Um, where uh, in that video, Brian O'Dwyer switchback nose blunted the whole bench at Muni, but like yeah about 97% of the way, you know, like, uh, he got quite a bit of urethane up on top. And, <laughs> and so, so our friend's account posted it, uh, is on village psychic and, and the caption said like, couldn't have been done better. And it was kind of, you know, in intentionally kind of sparking some comment debate. And, uh, mm -hmm. someone just hit him with the, should have done it on the Ave bench. And Brian O'Dwyer goes, would have been easier. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also Probably true. Yeah. I mean, it could be true that I don't know what that Muni bench is like, but it was really funny for him to like kind of almost be caught like on blast a little bit, but then to also be flexing was a, was a fun thing. Yeah. That's amazing. But the, the thing that I am going to say about uh, Harry and then who else is in this Donnie Hickson first and last name, uh, that, that that better yeah, be a is fucking that that alien looking kid that skates for Violet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. But, uh, I, I'm like, okay, I'm getting first and lasts in this piece from fucking New York Post. Don't ever give a reporter your first and last name, especially if you fucking taken something. Yeah. Don't yeah. ever. Yeah. And this goes without saying, don't ever give your name to the cops. Don't ever give your friends names to the cops. I know that it, this place is in a new city. Like, don't don't ever don't ever talk to these people. Don't yeah. talk to Fox. Don't talk to Vice. Don't even talk to the reputable news sources. Yeah. Because that that shit where I was just like, dude, fuck the new. I mean, especially fuck the New York Post. But like, yeah, no, dude, like this is this is for the culture shit. What are you doing? Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, it's it's funny. And I mean, I love that line where he's like, these guys are from New York. Like, what are they going to do? Like drive down and take it or take a take a train down and get their get their bench back. Like, none funny. of these guys drive. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that, um, that, that was. But funny. that's also kind of the point. Like, I that's why my point is that like don't bring it to like a really good skate spot already. Even if it's like just to have it there, like yeah. that bench needs to 
go to places where there's nothing else to skate. The equivalent of Van England's back parking lot, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, the dream is that it like, yeah, ends up in some like dumpy DIY in Rio or like with the Ugandan Skate yeah, Society or something. Um, yeah. Realistically, I thought that the, the people at uh, Melmu could do it because they brought the love stone to it, you know? Like, right. the, these yeah. are people who understand, uh, I don't know, importing and exporting or whatever the fuck. I just was scrubbing through a new horizon looking for early clips of this thing, but I couldn't find it. But I want to see this thing, the white bench that's at the, I, I, I want to oh, say it was yeah. at the Long Beach Library maybe or I'm, something like that. Yeah, I remember that one from, from the Arto one. Yeah. Yes. I want that thing remade. Yeah. yeah. And you could skate the top of it. I think Arto like uh, front boarded it or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's okay. So that's another thing that I wanted to at least like bring up is that um, we're in this weird era, especially I guess in the States where like old spots are now getting either rekindled. We've, ar- we've already passed the era of spots simply just getting remade at skate spot skate parks. You know, like there yeah. are replica rails and replica hubbas and replica this and that. Yeah. Like, or the Santa Monica courthouse or West LA courthouse. But now we're in this thing where it's like the pier is a spot, you know, again. And this bench weirdly serves two purposes <laughs> of like being a skatable thing that, that promotes the FA store. Yep. And reminds people of like that legacy. And also is this like just historical object that has its, its cachet. And I don't know. I mean, I think that that's a little bit different than what's happening in, in Sweden where they're like, just for bringing the pieces of old love park to, to Malmo. So you can skate that ledge, but I'm not sure how, why that is different. Again, it feels like the, maybe it's a necessity for this country that, you know, like there are so few places where you can skate street that people do this shit like this. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a strange thing. I mean, maybe we just simply have run out of obstacles, new obstacles to, to skate. Yeah. Yeah, And there there is this quality too, that I I think Hubba was the first thing that the the instance when this happened, which, you know, it was this iconic spot. It was this proving grounds for pro skaters and, uh, you know, hopeful ams. And then it was capped and then they like mythologized it through the on videos. And then they opened it up and it just got rinsed and it was like, well, do any of those tricks really count? <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. A, you know, like Tori Pudwell, I think kickflip back, did he do kickflip back nose blunt on it? Um, and it just feels, I mean, the same way Reno that you know, very flip it. Yeah. <laughs> when I see footage from, uh, I broke my rib actually trying to switch back lip it when I was in college, but, uh, Ooh. And I nolly backboarded it. Is that not the grossest trick that you've ever heard? No, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. On on <laughs> hubba, not on a hubba. On hubba. I think I did it. And I think I did it as a warm up to try switch back lip. But <laughs> my point being that we, don't you get the feeling when you watch all this that I don't know. It's just there's like a lifelessness to yes. all the footage that comes out of yeah 
Muni kind of not so much to me. Like some of the footage from Muni, especially recently, has been pretty exciting for me. Oh yeah, I was, um, especially in that that Harry video. I would say like they yeah. they make that spot look. Amazing. But they're also like skating things that never got skated before. So maybe that's that's part of the magic is that people have higher pop. They can go over those you yeah. know cement banisters and they've learned which tiles to prop and, up to get the cover. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's it's kind of an interesting phenomenon where people feel really excited to film on it to kind of uh, be a part of the longer story, you know, the broader story. But it doesn't really feel like it counts to me. I don't know. I mean, the the other or thing it just is feels lackluster. Just, I guess not that it doesn't count. Yep. Well, because it's a social media phenomenon and not like an actual video. Like we're not going to see that bench show up in a like a full length video in someone's video part. Cause it's always going to be a skate park obstacle at this point. And it yeah. maybe always was, but it was just somehow a little bit more novel in 2003. Yeah. And, the, and there wasn't the whole, there wasn't the story behind it and the, the YouTube video and the, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's been like metabolized in a way that like yeah. it, it it's no longer. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, same shit with Steve Barrett. It's just not the same, but it is, it, it there is like a sort of just like, again, a joy to like seeing the labor that goes into it. And it's like, whatever, nice that people are calling back to an era that I don't know. I saw, I wasn't, I, it's weird. I'm not that fond of it. I'm like, you know, looking back, I'm like, I'm not a big jets to Brazil fan. Uh, <laughs> modest, <laughs> modest mouse is doing the lonesome crowd of West tour. And a friend of mine was like, oh, are you going to that? I was like, I might hate Isaac Brock more than anybody on earth. Like, no, like, <laughs> I find, what? No, <laughs> but it is like, dude, frankly, a reference to when time, when shit like wasn't as meaningless, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know that that shit cannot be recaptured. I, and I, and I don't know where the, where the real thing is. And like, maybe this is just like a, a stand in until we get like an actual, an actual new organic place. The flip side of it is that skating's just been around longer and like, it's kind of still like, dude, what, what are we still doing at Tompkins? Yeah. But I mean, that's partly what's, I think that what's amazing about Tompkins is obviously not the actual skating that takes place. It's just like the excitement of being there and the energy that like all the stuff is sort of spinning around and outside of Tompkins, which makes it significant. It's why, why it's been, been the sort of like hub that it has been for, 35 years or whatever. Yeah. And, and like, you can't really create that anywhere else, you know, like yeah, it just yeah. doesn't feel like a slab of asphalt and the luxury, the luxury of a, of an open slab of semi-smooth cracked asphalt that means something very different in a place outside of New York. And it, New York doesn't have that much open space. So that's why Tompkins is great. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, so close to other places, be the, the FA shop or autumn in the past or ABC or a fucking pizza place, you know, like, yeah, like that's what made that place makes that place amazing. And that's why weirdly bringing that bench there was sort of great, but it could have been anything. It's Tom Tompkins thrives with a fucking hunk of, you know, a cardboard box and a, and a, and a pipe too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there like literally was a junk jam, but like that, yeah, that place is just mostly junk anyways. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it would be funny though, if they just started bringing like, uh, Hey, this is, this is Steve Barra's yellow square flat bar that he put oh, in the ground in, yeah. in, uh, 
in minefield. Uh, yeah, if, if Barra were ever really actually concerned with making a positive impact on his on skateboarding and his image, he would just bring his fucking skate more <laughs> obstacles to Tompkins. Yeah, just can, left I, can him I get over the, there. Can I get the eight stair uh, metal out ledge with brick yeah. wallpaper? On it? <laughs> the all, the all ledge? Yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, that would be pretty fucking excellent. The Allstate ledge just shows up. Uh, yeah. I, I have a new idea for a Photoshop. Did you skate 12th and A a lot, Ted? Because I skated there a lot when I lived in New York. And oh my God, that was one of my favorite skate parks. Yeah, that was a great one. Um, yeah. I, I didn't skate it a lot because I wasn't skating a lot in that era. But I, when I would skate, I would skate there. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I would skate there like I skated there before Rohan like put all the stuff there because there used to be just like recycled oh, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, that was that was wonderful. It's and I wonder if that's still there. I think this space is, but I, I don't think there's obstacles there. No, because that no. was also in the era when Tompkins was just the flat ground spot. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, you know, it's anything in that or TF West. I mean, anything in that zone is like it's going to attract kids. There's a fuck ton of kids in that area. But um, yeah, and a bunch of pickleballers. Pickleballers. Yeah, there's a game called pickleball that. Uh, <laughs> TF West is, is a, is is a pickleball court. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Think things do be changing. What is, what are what are the takeaways then with this? Because I sort of like, I guess my thing is just that it, it it's fun, but it's a social media thing, and it doesn't really constitute much else than like a new sensation. You know, like yes. I'm curious to see where it goes, but it's it's a fucking meme as far as I'm concerned. I think that it's refreshing to have a news story about skateboarding that isn't about the Olympics or Ooh. the kind of corporate side of skating. Like I, I think that it actually does like capture street skating and tell it, uh, tell the story to an audience that is pretty authentic, which is fun. And we don't really get that very often, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's the shit that makes me like wonder, like, when I look at it, I'm like, you know, that's not news, right? <laughs> like if I, if I was a, you know, I, I don't know about the mind of a Philadelphian, but if I was like, Hey, what's going on in Philadelphia? You know, the kind of shit you want to know about, which is like, I don't know uh, what, where's the parade? Where's the weather? Uh, who watches the news? I don't know what goes on there. Well, it's but a lot good. better than who killed who, which is basically what they're getting, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> imagine being, imagine being like a forty-five-year-old. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, oh, yeah, but you know, so, somebody, somebody who just kind of is has been living their normal life in Philadelphia for a long time. You know, like twenty years as an adult, and they and they watch the news and they go, "Oh, there's a new bench at Seesaw. I'll go check it out." Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> like what is what what purpose of interest is that for them? Uh, other than, I guess maybe. Uh, it's good to know what areas they want to avoid. Like I, I heard that people were, were city people were just like, dude, there's so many fucking people at this plaza at temple. Like what yeah. is going on? Like there's too many people here, which is a, a funny thing to think about. Yeah, that's cool. I, I, I mean, okay. So it's in Richmond now, as far as we know, it's in Richmond, a hundred percent. It's in Richmond tonight as of 10 PM, September 7th. <laughs> Okay, so it's making its way down the eastern seaboard. Yeah, and okay, I can- yeah, I was I was kind of wondering. I'm like, all right, Richmond is a town where it's got like a university and like a vegan cafe. Mm-hmm. 
but it also has like a bunch of dogs and a bunch of guns. And I'm like, would you go into somebody's yard in Richmond and take a fucking bench? Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, I don't know, man. If I feel like at this point, I'm like, you got to get permission. That's see, that's what that's where I'm like, this can't end well. It's going to be like Easy Rider or something, you know? Like the, <laughs> it go, it moves from like the sort of liberal enclaves of the of the Northeast down to like the dirty South. You know, yeah. into the Confederate no, it's gonna, States. It's going to end up at, at a, a Masonite park in uh, Virginia Beach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like helmet only, like chained yeah. to the actual park. Yeah. So good. Chained is so, that, that's such a good image right there. Or like uh, welded. Like it's in, to the, it's like, in skate jail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, the, the, the first clips that I ever saw on this, I finally found them were Robert Lim in the amateur video. Oh, oh wow. He does, he does switch back tail on it, nollie front nose and nollie 180 switch crook on it. Which is literally what probably like the best clips that anyone's filmed on it these days. Oh yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Dude, Ryan, this is, <laughs> I can see four pixels. No, I, I see, <laughs> this I see is it. the is lowest it? fidelity clip I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah that was definitely pre-ave though right oh yeah yeah yeah. way amateur yeah amateur video was before filmbot files that was at least like 22 years ago i think that was yeah i think no i think what dc video was 2003 and then amateur would have been like 2001 something like that uh when did matt costa have his first big hit single it was like eight years before that <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, but it's funny because yeah, the best tricks I've seen. I mean, the the standard tricks people do at the did at the TF were like back tail, switch back tail, switch Smith, frontside crook, nollie one eighty. switch back Smith did, didn't he? Yeah, Bod switch back Smith the shit out of it too, and <laughs> probably the greatest Tompkins skater of all time, Austin Gillette switch back Smith that. Hmm. <laughs> It's a it's a move that some people have learned, and only one person here was ahead of the curve on literally. Probably Ryan. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? I was in Berlin, and I was reminded of every day. I fucking thought of Austin Gillette when I was in Berlin. Why? Because everyone was white. Because of the line at the ledges. No, not because of his skateboarding, and not because of his whiteness. But actually, weirdly, yes, because of those. Because I had to unfollow Austin Gillette long ago when he posted like a, a pick from like a rowboat in Berlin on a beautiful summer afternoon with the caption Berlin at its finest. <laughs> and so every time I saw something nice, I, I thought to myself, Berlin at its finest and what a fucking asshole I would sound like if I ever posted that. And then also, then I had to acknowledge that I was actually just jealous that Austin Gillette was living his best life in Berlin like a decade ago and I'm I'm just coming upon it now, and I don't know how that relates to switch backside Smith on a curves bench at Tompkins, but like it's definitely it feels like I'm he's in my footprints or I'm in his footprints, but um yeah. the latter for sure. Uh, no, <laughs> that's fucking amazing. I actually uh I, I mean I'm I'm fairly curmudgeonly in in my day to day, and and it, it's almost always that I work on a computer in a basement, and I'm just mad that people are outside. Yeah. I mean, that was probably it. It's like, I was like, I like probably looked at that caption and I was like, I wonder if Austin Gillette has slept with, I wonder how many of my ex-girlfriends Austin Gillette has slept with. Unfollow. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, another 
another benefit of growing up in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I, my my takeaway from this: curve rail much better than curve ledge. Yeah, 100%, I was going to say hundred percent because it's bolted to the ground. No one can take it. Well, there's that, but also you can hit it a lot easier from the outside or the inside. And yeah, I don't know. I just feel like whenever I skate a curve ledge, I'm just falling into the ledge. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to propose event city challenge for you, sir. What's that? You and only you. Switch back nose blunt the curved rail. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you could do that. I could not do that. Yes, you, you absolutely you switch could front do nose that. it like a switchback nose blunt. Like yeah, that's fine. That's what you could that's, probably do. That's that what Abe did. Back. He did a really vertical switch front nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He switch front. He switch front nose it from the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can go straight at it and negotiate that. You can, however, you want to film it so that it looks like a switchback nose blunt. I would like for you to do that, please. There are two okay. things I want from you today. Three things actually: switchback nose blunt on curved rail. A, a kavu hat, a, ka- a kavu box, <laughs> a kavu and, box, okay, and uh, some some like knee rehab uh, advice offline. Let the record show that Ryan's been able to switch back nose blunt for eighteen years. Yeah, that's the other thing is I don't think this is a hard one. First one I ever saw in person. Really? Yeah, I only seen two guy at Phoenix Sam and Ryan. <laughs> Dude, I the first one I saw nineteen ninety. Nine, Nîmes, France. This guy Nicolas Caron, who skated for Cliche back in the day. I remember him. Yeah, yeah, he was amazing, and he would switch back nose blunt the fuck out of this bench. And I thought to myself, "This is Nîmes at its finest." <laughs> yeah. That's the bench. I haven't watched anything but that Harry video since I've seen a skate video. The Harry video is good and a little bit depressing. <laughs> Why See, depressing? seeing Caswell wander up like like a <laughs> like a little kid like basically lost without his mom like he's wearing a backpack with a leash and you're like uh oh that leash is like supposed to have a person at the end of it it just just like kind of weird and and then also kind of seeing like those kids like kind of being a little bit starstruck but also kind of feels like a little bit making fun and you're like a little bit of it feels like oh my god i'm like the guy that they would make fun of like oh yeah <laughs> i mean first of all it's philadelphia so yes. they're gonna make fun of anyone yeah that's what's like amazing about i like philadelphia has this like unadulterated like east coast like salt you know like yeah piss and vigor and or vinegar and like just attitude and humor that i think a lot of other places have like it's been diluted. So yeah, that's definitely true. So you were, you felt depressed for Caswell and for imaginary you in Philly for some reason. Yeah. Just like uh, as, as many things, you know, we're, we're aging out here, but I, I dude, I thought everyone's showing and that was really fucking good. And, and Brian O'Dwyer is like, you know, full fledged pro ass skater. Like, I mean, he's am for death wish, but basically like I always kind of, he always kind of seemed like a guy with potential to me. And that was like, Oh no, you're like, you're there now. Like you do shit at the top end. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else. Have you all talked about the GX video or do we not? We're not. Oh my God. (laughs) There was that. I was going to ask you about how is Sean green? Uh, Sean green is a very good skateboarder and his part is amazing. And I don't think anyone could ever do, 
I don't think I don't think it's even possible for him to do what he did in that video ever again because a lot of that shit was like filmed during COVID. That makes sense that it was kind of COVID-y stuff because of like the lack of cars and shit. Somebody yeah. fucking it straight up smacks Guys, a car. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I mean that. Well, no, I mean nearly. I I I say this with every GX like offering, but I think we're we are have to be at the kind of end run of this style of video. Like people yeah. tragically have died and been gotten really fucked up filming these things. The timing for this of like having COVID where these, some of these people could like bomb these hills with no spotters because like this city was kind of shut down that allowed a window of like, I mean, all of this makes this video and what these people did all the more amazing to me. Yeah. And also just the general five year lifespan of any movement in skateboarding. Like we have like the, Kind of, I can't imagine that there will be another video. I hope there is, but I can't imagine like another video of this quality ever yeah. being made again. Of of like this insane gnarliness and that level of skateboarding. Not to say that those people won't continue to rip, and like Jeff will probably have some cool shit for Vans, and you know, like they'll do stuff with their own sponsors, probably yeah. other sponsors, but like. You know what I mean? I just, I, yeah, yeah. to me, it just, that's what's rad about some skate videos. It's like, it's up there in my mind with like questionable or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I think that's the, the thing that brings she's cheating and right here for Pablo together too is, is that focus on like the crew and the kind of like time period. Like it shows people of a certain era, you know, Sean's yeah. like a little bit, or, you know, that whole crew, Jeff, and and those guys are a little bit younger than me, um, probably in their mid-20s. And um, Sean's, 30, Sean's 36 or 37. Well, he's making weird decisions with his mortality. <laughs> uh, and, uh, well, that's crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, it kind of makes- just feels like happenstance who ends up getting the nod from companies and who doesn't from that crew. I'm yeah. always confused by that because they all, they all have the same level of popularity and name recognition. It seems like, which is not enough for how gnarly they are. And then mm-hmm. it just feels like, oh, all right, Jeff Carlisle got a Spitfire wheel. That's amazing. Like, totally deserves it. But like, with other guys, they're just like, no, you're not getting anything. You know? Yeah. Like, basically, no coverage in a big magazine and no real sponsors. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then Zach Kroll's pro. And you're like, oh, cool. Now I know that guy's name. <laughs> it's on yeah. the board. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's amazing. And he, you know, yeah. like he were, it's, it's hard to, but yeah, I totally like it's, it could be anyone. Like that's what's kind of amazing about it is you, or what's interesting about it is you don't know. It's sort of arbitrary who ends up with a, their name on a board. And now, you know, that person's name and who just like is another one of these sort of, complete gnarlers in the video that you're like, am I ever going to see that person again? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's this filtering or filtering in quality where it feels like their, their whole scene like attracts the psychos from across the country. Across yeah. The, yeah. I mean, literally. Yeah. And, and it was funny to see uh, Tanner Knapper has tricks in that video and he's like a, a stunt man from Texas 
yeah. who's kind of always done crazy shit in their videos. And I was like, oh yeah, of course. He's just like, oh, where, what's, where's the place I can go that I can get cl- closest to killing myself as possible right. on my skateboard. San Francisco and a GX video. Yeah. The other thing is like RG is like a really proficient filmer, like always has been like his VX stuff is really good and, and his HPX stuff is really good. But the the thing about filming th- like the hills and, and the way that they they skate in the city is that you actually do get like in the way that when I grew up seeing San Francisco in videos like I didn't grow up on like maybe FTC stuff but uh, I, I don't know there would just be clips from the pier and like Welsh parts and and stuff like that there was like seven spots they skated in SF where yeah. where when you get one of these videos you're like oh dude this you guys are clearly going around the city and because the takes are so long, you know, you, you're getting a sense of the Hills and the buildings that surround them and a sense of the environment. And that's a, that's a sort of thing that I, I like have been really happy with, but yeah, I don't really get that with any other video. And probably I didn't used to get that with GX videos until they were like completely San Francisco fied. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, I think that that's, by intention like that you know like you would never see the full hill bomb that frank did you know like if he did yeah. it like you know like sometimes you'd see part of it or if the hill bomb was the only clip like you'd see that but like well, that's because it was filmed like, like behind a bush like with one hand like barely holding onto the camera yeah well the other thing too you know as a, as a poser who played this game is that you didn't actually bomb the whole hill you know, you go over Dude, the I thing never, or hit the rail and you go out of frame and then you just run out. And that yeah. was what everyone did, you know, right. aside from like Frank and a couple of like really, you know, pretty, you know, I want to say like uh, Sean Young. Yeah, Sean Young, like a couple other guys. That was just what people would do. Yes. Yeah, because there, there was no need to see someone rolling like that. And now, now that's definitely the norm is like, oh no, you're doing the trick and you're going to take the whole hill. Yeah. Dude, that, yeah, that like seeing that back lip on that rail. No, that shit's Mason, unbelievable. Like yeah, just an unbelievable. No. Makes my everything stomach about sick. It, like sends chills down my spine. Yeah. You see, that, the, that's um, like watching the hall of meat account and it, it is, <laughs> and it's a land. I got the, that that ground is graded. It's yeah. like, it's got like grading, like a, they took a g- massive cheese grater to the cement. Yeah. Just to and help it, you walk up it when it's foggy. <laughs> Did you see the, um, I think T-Funk posted a Smith grind on that rail and then he bombs all of Mason. It's like on Instagram. It's not, it wasn't in the video. This is just oh, something. I didn't see like it. Just some, yeah. Some same thing. No spotters, light no lights against Dude. the whole thing. Dude. No, yeah. no spotter shit is like a uh, uh, ticket. You get a ticket. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, the, the Vans TM calls you and is like, hey, you know. Listen, yeah, we're going to we're going to dock your pay this month just because <laughs> like if if our if T-Funk fans die trying to be you, it's we you don't make it, money. You know what it's like? It's like the free solo of skating. Yeah, you know the, yeah. the rock climbers who climb without because uh, before that movie with Alex Honnold came out, they those guys would get their spon- sponsors dropped because it's so deadly of a, a practice, a rock climbing practice. Yeah, fuck the, yeah. Their sponsors would be like, we don't want anything to do with that because we don't want to promote promote it, and it's almost yeah. the same with the hill bombing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, okay, so this is I've been I talked about this with this guy, um, Sean, 
who's like an art writer with a background in skateboarding. But he was like, I was like, I showed him one of the GX videos and I was just like, what do you think about this? And he's just like, fuck man, this is like, this is late capitalism. You know, this is like (laughs) expendable life for the sake of like entrepreneurship. If we lived in a different era, these would be the guys that would sent to the front line with a death drive, you know? And that there's something so it's, there's some, what's fascinating about GX to me. And I know I sound like I'm overthinking this, but that's here we are. Is that there's this, it is impossible to live as a skateboarder in San Francisco and like have a life. You either are, fully skating every day and sleeping on a floor or you work in tech and skate waller on the weekends, you know? (laughs) And, and, and so like what they're doing, even if it weren't actually dangerous is still kind of doomed that message. And so it's just, that's what I mean about like, I think we, we are just must be seeing the end of this. I can't imagine. And I'm happy. I would love it if I'm wrong, but I can't imagine like what more could someone do at, at China banks and what, what Tristan did, you know, like, yeah, I can't Tristan, imagine like, like you're his mother. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I don't, it's, do, it's do all, I say like, do I say, should I say T-Funk? I mean, T-Funk sounds no, so it's crazy. Funny, no. way funnier to call him Tristan. You got to throw in his middle name, uh, Tristan Millhouse or whatever his middle name is. It's like Tosh Townsend, the littles. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, but, but so the, the interesting thing though, that I've been thinking about is that, Big stair skating is also kind of dead and handrail skating has gotten more boring than ever because everyone figured out how to game it. Yeah. And so you're not seeing those parallels across the board where people are just getting gnarlier in every facet of skating. It's just kind of constrained to hill bombing. Uh, Like you don't see, it used to be that everyone would do whatever flip trick down 16 stair size gaps, you know, and you just don't see that anymore. Um, And if anything, you see skaters that are really good just doing shit down 10 stairs and you're like, okay, like that was the norm 12 years ago. And it's fine. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't think people need to kill themselves and I'm happy that, that people are doing good flip tricks down smaller sets, but it is interesting because you would think that like, Oh, we're going to intensify like all across the board, but I don't know. It, It feels like you're just only seeing that in, in this one realm. Yeah, yeah, which is good. I mean, it, it, in some ways, it like there needs to be that, and there you can't really. There aren't going to be like other crews that are doing that at that level, just because there's not that terrain somewhere else. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I may, but it's like if you're not doing that, then you're just dragging a fucking 25 year old bench from parking lot to parking <laughs> yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, and you know, yeah, and it, it's, I mean, similar to the bench too. Uh, the, the last thing that I that I think about is that it's like there's not really anywhere to go. Not only is the city like, you know, trapped in, yeah. in its in its seven by seven uh, limitation, but it's also like I, I remember this moment uh, when uh, hill bombing caught in San Diego uh, where uh, John Alley frontside flipped into B Street and uh, at the end of. Uh, maybe that was the circuit video or new blood. And -hmm. it was like, Oh damn, he took B street switch. And then after that you had like a digital video where somebody was doing like the worst switch 360 flip, like going one mile an hour. And then just like taking the, that little Hill, you know, it's 
not super crazy. It, he right. was just happened to be the one. And you just had this like torrent of like garbage flip tricks going slow as hell and then taking the hill switch. And basically the only thing you can do is you, I guess you can take them switch. You know, it's just riding like how much more you can, what you get a manual a hill. Like, yeah. <laughs> take yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that. It kind of defies progression too, which uh, is more to your point. Yeah, it's like it's kind of at its logical end, which is, I don't know, maybe a maybe a nice and honorable way thing to see, especially in that it's like dedicated to their friend who was the best at it and no longer with us and whatever. Yeah, it's like uh, it, it would be nice if it was, you know, the top. Yeah, I guess I've just never, I can't think of a moment of uh, another movement or company or era in skateboarding that was so built around actual death. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Like, the the Pablo, I mean, you know, it's like... Phil Shaw stuff like that? Like, think no. dedication? Yeah, like, no, I mean, like, I mean, like, Pablo is the most recognizable name yeah. from that whole crew. Yeah. And so it's, and, and also, so it's like that component of it that he is named and paid tribute to and whatever, but also that this is, you know, people didn't really die skateboarding. People died doing dumb shit or yeah. tragic shit. Like there, you know, there's, there's been deaths in skateboarding. It's been tragic, but it hasn't been like from skateboarding yeah. on that yeah. level until, until this, this has been going on. So that's also why I sort of would assume, I hope that this is kind of like the logical end. But I yeah. don't know. I mean, I, fuck, five, five more years or two more years down the line, there's another one of these videos and it's like even gnarlier. Holy shit. <laughs> they are. They're nose manual in California Street. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Wait, so you're saying I shouldn't switch 360 flip into Mason Street? <laughs> Just I think that's like the only trick I could possibly do. Slow as shit. Like <laughs> tighten, those wheel, tighten those wheels, Ted. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, shall. I had to break somebody's heart the other day where I was like, oh yeah, just like crank the nuts down. And they're like, what do you mean? And, and I was like, you know, when you're going to go down a, a ramp that's too big or like a hill that's like a little too gnarly, you just crank your axle nuts way down so your bearings don't spin. They're like, no. That's not a thing. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a thing. Like, many people have done it for clips, and uh, and I had to break like a, you know, I had to I had to show like a a thirty something year old New Yorker that uh, some some Southwestern and and West Coast clips were not as uh, hell right as they thought. Wow, it's a shame. Yeah. Uh, all Santa right, Claus well, doesn't exist. Well, the, the yeah. So the challenge for the for the week is to steal the bench and bring it to Ryan's backyard. Yeah. And bring, it to Bob, bring it to Bob's backyard so that they can put it on the mega ramp. That'd be sick. <laughs> Vertically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, it, just, exactly. it hooks him off the ramp. It just throws him into his yard. Or a vertical pole jam. Like it just kind of <laughs> gradually goes off the ramp. So it's just like, rink. Yeah. And he flips. Uh, um, no, it's a switch backside nose blunt on on the bar. On no, the bar. yeah, that's it for you, sir. Not me. All right. The, no the challenge is just for Ryan. Yeah. 
Um, sick. Uh, uh, till we meet again, I think we did it. Yeah, thanks, guys. That was fun. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. Our intro music is by the band Roar. Our credits music that you hear right now, under my dull suit, my ducket tones, is Dylan Brine. And our logo and graphic design, as always, is by Michael Warfel. Got some ProFlow credits coming up. Thank you. Yeah.